Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. I am your host, Elias. This week, I had the pleasure of talking to actor Joe Minoso. You've seen him on NBC's Chicago Fire as Joe Cruz. We talk about his career in the acting world, growing up in Chicago, and a few of the charities that he supports. Also, make sure you check out the new and improved website, www.themccpodcast.com, where you can find the latest news and archive episodes. And also, don't forget, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at the MCC Podcast and on Facebook just by searching the Main Cave Chronicles podcast. Also, I would love to hear from you. So give me some feedback. The MCC Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Enjoy this week's episode. I had a great time talking to Joe. Joe, welcome to the cave. Thank you so much for having me. What's going on with you, man? What's new with you? Oh, nothing much, my friend. You know, just uh, trying to wrap up the season right now uh, before with the holidays, and uh, uh, so I can get some much-needed rest. Yeah, there you go. There you are. Also, with uh, Christmas shopping, uh, I'm all done Christmas shopping, man. You know, like it's like I do the thing where it's like I hear about, uh, I hear little clues here and there throughout the year, and I jump on that, and I get it, and then I hide it so that when come this time of year, I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. So I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Where, where are you originally from? I was born and raised in the Bronx uh, in New York City. Um, and uh, I was there all throughout high school. Uh, and, uh, well, I was just north of the Bronx uh, in Yonkers in high school. And then I went to college in Long Island. And then I went to a graduate program uh, in Northern Illinois University, which is what kind of brought me out to the Midwest in the first place, which put me uh, as a transplant in Chicago. And I've been here, I mean, ever since, pretty much. It's sort of been the city that's adopted me completely. Like, it won't let me go. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that, too. I saw, I read that online, but uh, as a kid in New York, uh, what were you into? What was I into? Not much, man. I was a pretty shy kid. Like, until I found theater, uh, you know, I, uh, I lived in a pretty rough neighborhood, uh, and my... Mom was not much for letting me go out uh, and hanging out with a bunch of people. So it was just kind of in our condo association. My aunt lived there, and uh, I had a cousin who was about my age, and we would go and kind of play in his apartment where we had, like, I know it was totally stolen HBO, and we were, you know, like 10 or 11 years old and, like, watching, like, pirated HBO, which I think, like, Dream On was on back then. Okay. Uh, and that was, like, hugely controversial for us because I remember there was totally, like, I, I, I literally remember saying, oh, my God, boobs. Uh, and it was, like, transformative uh, when I was watching that station. Uh, and we were, and I stayed inside most of the time. And then, and then when I got to high school, uh, my girlfriend at the time which was the girlfriend for about two weeks uh ended up uh taking me to go see her in a play that she was in um and i completely fell in love with it immediately like so much so that during the second act 
uh, I went up to the stage hands who were moving the stage scenery around, and I was like, "Do you guys need any help, or is there something I can do?" And they were like, "Yeah, we uh, we got it right now." Uh, and so I ended up becoming kind of a stagecraft uh, or working behind the scenes and stuff uh, until I finally auditioned for theater, and and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. What made you go uh, go to Chicago for uh, school and for, uh, <clears throat> for to study acting? Well, um, you know, I when I graduated from college, um, I participated in uh, the UTCAs, which is like these uh, series of uh, scholarship-based uh, auditions that you can do to, for a bunch of different schools around the country. And I got um, noticed by Catherine Gately uh, at Northern Illinois University. And my biggest thing was I really felt like when I had graduated college, I just felt like I was learning. I, excuse me. I just felt like I was starting to learn uh, and like how to learn. Um, and so I decided that I needed to kind of continue that education. And I told her that specifically. Uh, and she kind of was drawn to that and brought me in. And it was really a transformative period for my career or me as an artist period. I really learned quite a few skills from her and um, and really learned to trust my art there. Uh, and that was what kind of brought me to Chicago and kept me here. Chicago is well known for the theater scene. What's the difference between, you know, acting in New York and Chicago? You know, I wish that I could tell you. Uh, I, I came from New York. I came kind of straight out of school. Um, I did very little uh, attempting of acting in in New York. I came straight from my undergraduate to my grad school. Uh, and then I went uh, full steam ahead when I came to Chicago. And, you know, so I don't really know what my experience, what the experience is like in New York. Um, it, I really most, mostly I've had my experiences in auditioning be in Chicago and they've been uh, for the most part, you know, really quite good. I mean, I, I, there were hundreds that I didn't book. Uh, but there's just a real kind of community feeling here. Uh, I think you, you, it doesn't feel as cutthroat. It doesn't feel as competitive as the stories I've heard about auditioning in New York. Uh, but, yeah, I, I it's been mostly a family affair out here. Like, it's like for the most part, you meet, you see the same 10, 15 guys, you know, when you're going out for auditions, especially in a city that's small, when they're local people. Uh, and so you kind of become your own little community, you know, and you kind of like, oh, man, congratulations on that last one. And I'm going to get you on this one. And and it's really kind of friendly back and forth. Uh, so my experiences here have been, for the most part, fantastic. But there hasn't been much auditioning as of lately. I've been pretty busy for the last couple of years. Yeah. How? Um, so do you like living in Chicago better than New York? Like, do you uh, do you enjoy it more? I do. Uh, you know, I, I had my I've always said I consider Chicago a much more manageable, cleaner New York. Uh, and so, yeah, my I, I definitely have an affinity for Chicago. Um, I think it's an incredible city uh, and it's beautifully maintained. And some of the most amazing food and culture exists here. And so, I, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to be representing it on uh, on television. Yeah. What are some of your favorite uh, spots in uh, Chicago? Ooh, man, how, how much time you got? Uh, <laughs> you know, we uh, there's so many, right? Like, I mean, food-wise, I could definitely recommend uh, Bavette's. Is like my wife and I's like date spot. Like, that is one of our favorite steakhouses in the entire city. Prime and Provisions is another incredible place. 
Uh, there's uh, this place, Mad Social, uh, which is a great little kind of cocktail spot um, in uh, the West Loop. Uh, there's Bar Cargo uh, in the Gold Coast, which is like this amazing Roman-style pizza. Uh, and then, you know, people, I'm sure you're going to ask me deep dish or, or, you know, that's in that is in one place where I think New York wins out. I think New York is pizza. Uh, I consider Chicago pizza like deep dish, like quiche. You know, yeah. it's not pizza. <laughs> so yeah, so I think I think I think New York pizza wins out, but in a lot of ways, Chicago pizza. There you go. I have to ask, uh, since you've been living there for so many years, who do you root for, White Sox or Cubs? I'm a Cubbies guy. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't much of a. I, I was a New York Yankees fan growing up, and I kind of uh, got. Um, uh, bored with baseball uh, during that Yankee renaissance. I was just like, it just all became about kind of buying players. Uh, and uh, and then this this new team here, the Cubbies, uh, Theo Epstein kind of came in right around the same time the Chicago Fire started up. Uh, so it just kind of, we all kind of drew ourselves to the team and they were just such a young, fun group of guys to watch. Uh, and so they've kind of drawn me back into the game. So I am a Cubbies fan. Yeah. So you've been pretty busy. You know, you've done uh, on your credits. I saw Man of Steel, Shameless, Prison Break, and everybody knows you as Joe Cruz from Chicago Fire. How did you get that role? Tell us about the audition. Well, you know, the audition was a self-tape. Uh, I had moved um, to uh, Los Angeles after the giant snowmageddon of 2011 where Lakeshore Drive was completely closed down uh, and there was like a line of cars that I almost got stuck in. Uh, I was like, I can't do winners anymore. I'm leaving. I can't take it. And then I moved to Los Angeles after selling everything I owned and packing two bags. And uh, two months later, I booked Chicago Fire and it brought me right back. And it was a self-tape. Um, I, I send in a tape and then uh, they asked for another tape for a different character. Uh, and then I think I might have sent in a third submission. And then finally, I just went into the NBC studios uh, and I, I did it in front of uh, Daniel Gelber. Uh, and uh, they took a chance on me. At that point, the name of the character was Timothy Hayes, uh, and I remember specifically that there were uh, uh, there was a scene where he was walking in wearing Beats headphones, listening to 99 Problems by, uh, by uh, uh, Jay-Z. Um, and so he's kind of shifted quite a bit since then. Uh, they ended up renaming him when I booked the role, um, but yeah, it was a uh, totally luck. I think they were, they were trying to mix up the casting, uh, and they, they really didn't know where to go. They knew they wanted to go with a local guy at this point, you know, Cruz wasn't a very kind of, he wasn't a main figure by any chance. He was definitely one of the tertiary characters. Uh, and it, they just kind of took a chance. And I, I, I mean, it's changed my life, you know, literally all it's upended my life. Like I'm a married man now because of the show. Uh, so it's been, you know, a blessing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, your character. Well, Joe Cruz uh, plays uh, a member of Squad, which is a specific company in uh, Firehouse 51 uh, on uh, Chicago Fire, obviously. Uh, he recently, he used to be the driver on truck, but in the last life, it's been four years now. Wow. Uh, he's moved on to Squad, which is kind of an elite uh, team that does specialty rescue uh, involving like dives and uh, copter rescue and rappelling and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and 
but for the most part, uh, you know, I think he's just kind of a character who's born to like wear his heart on his sleeve. Uh, I think over the last kind of seven years, what we've learned or what I've learned, because this journey is for me, I think, almost as current and ongoing uh, as it is for the audience, because every season you're learning something new that you would have never expected about your character. And so riding that growth has been, I think, my joy as an actor and kind of seeing him develop. Oh, hello. Can yes. you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought I thought I lost it there for a second. Um, but yeah, but growing into that role has been like a, an ultimate joy, you know, especially because you find the writers start writing things that seem to suit you, you know, when you're writing for something that's this long form and it's so episodic and procedural uh it's uh it's it's hard to kind of not start to kind of marry the character to the person uh and as an actor you almost kind of have to do it because you have to ride this train so long uh and so it's been interesting you know just kind of watching them take on to my humor more and bring out that side of the character and um, I'm a big softy. I, I I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I think for that reason, Cruz is very much so that way. Uh, and that's important to me uh, as a Latinx male. I think it's important to be able to kind of show that it's all right to feel, um, because we so often get told the opposite of that uh, when we were growing up, especially in my generation. How do you uh, how do you prepare for a role like that? You know, playing a firefighter on TV. Like, what did you, did you go through like a training or did you follow a, a fighter fighter for a few days? Uh, I mean, yes, all of the above. Uh, when we first got the job, they brought us through this kind of boot camp uh, of firefighter training where stuff that, you know, you don't do until like months into the program, they kind of just threw us into, uh, which was insane. Um, but, uh, and that was just kind of about getting the idea of just really how scary it was. Like, I think what the, the thing that was most impactful during that training was when they put us in a hot box, which is basically this container, like a truck container that they put, uh, dry hay in there and they smoke up that room until you can't see anything wow. unless you're six inches above the ground. Uh, and they put us in all the gear and they kind of walked us through this, Space and you know a basic kind of thing that you're supposed to do as a firefighter which is crawl through the floor in this mask where you can see nothing you know within two to three inches of your face and just feel around with your hands uh and call out what you think things are like and there was a bunk bed and like a dummy of a person and a baby and a couch and uh, and then they make you go and sit on the couch and see who can kind of brave it out the longest uh and that was a true test of you know what we were in for. Uh, and ever since then, it's been a lot of on the job training. Uh, it's been a lot of like, if it's a really involved stunt, then they'll obviously rehearse it a couple of days beforehand and get the the leads in there to make sure that they have an understanding of the mechanics and whatever tools uh, we're going to be using for that specific incident. Um, but, you know, at this point, uh, 150 episodes in, you know, we've done uh, a lot of car crashes and we've done a lot of fires. And so we kind of, there are a lot of things that kind of uh, play over uh, that are the same when you're dealing with those incidents. So we're able to just kind of, we're used to it at this point. A lot of it is muscle memory. We're, we're comfortable with some of these tools. 
Uh, and so, uh, but we always have real firefighters who are there. Uh, our uh, technical advisor, Stephen Chikorotis, uh, who is a, a god to us um, and an amazing human being. Uh, he is, uh, he's always on hand to make sure that we're safe and we're taken care of and that we're doing the things as best we possibly can uh, to make it as real as we can because we know we have a lot of fans out there who are real-life firefighters uh, and we want to do right by them. Do you do a lot of your stunts? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, you know, you know first of all, uh, I am very, very proud of the fact that our uh, special effects team, I think, is some of the best uh, in all of television. And uh, they all that fire that you see on TV is very, very real. It's controlled, but it's very real. And we're in there um, in that stuff, and uh, it's hot, and our crew is in there, and they're in fire gear because they got to be because uh, it's that hot in there um, and it's really it, it definitely helps with the performance it's a big rush uh, but it's exhausting and those days are particularly long uh, and you can only really get you know you can only shoot like 30 seconds at a time because the room gets so hot that you have to let it cool down before things start actually catching on fire yeah. uh, so you're getting like you know 30 45 seconds at a time and then you're waiting for 45 minutes wow. uh, or an hour so it's yeah. a lot of uh, but it's but it's still you know uh, incredible. Like there's there's that there's sound of a moment where I was getting ready for a take where I had to open a door to a fully engulfed room, and this was early on season one or two. Uh, and I opened the door, and I mean I just screamed. I love my life at the top of my lungs because just the, I mean it was like we were in a major motion picture. It was I, I could not believe the scale of it. Uh, We've since brought it down a little bit uh, because we've got to be a little safer. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tremendous experience. Yeah. Every boy's little boy's dream. How like how exciting is it that your character, well, at least more than one character from your show, is able to do a crossover with the other Chicago shows like Chicago PD and Chicago Med? How is it? Like how exciting is that that you guys can cross over to oh, the different man, shows? I mean, you, I, how how exciting is it not? You know, I like to call us the marvel of television. Um, I think we're very much so kind of doing that cinematic universe on TV that you see Marvel portray so well on film. Um, and it's so seamless. Uh, I, I, I you got to give a ton of credit to our writers and our producers who can figure out a way to make all that work uh, yeah. because it's no small feat doing a show, period, let alone three that live within the same universe where characters are bouncing around in all three shows at any given moment. And I think that they do it with, you know, it's just the right touch. They know exactly when to involve people that they need to involve. They know exactly when to just kind of let the shows be their own. But it's like, for example, right now, like I'm a fan, you know, and so like I've been watching a lot of how Jay Halstead from PD is on med like almost all the time now because there's a really intricate story between him and his brother uh um played by nick Gelfis, and so you're seeing a bunch of like jesse lee software over on med and it's just so exciting because you're you almost kind of forget that wait a minute these are like two different uh characters from two different shows and here they are just kind of coexisting without any real question yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like a dream come true, you know? It's yeah. n not many actors get to say that they play the same character over three hours on three different shows in the same night. 
Do you have a favorite scene that your character was in? Man, you know, uh, yes, I, I, di different scenes for different years, for different things, for different moments. You know, um, I just recently, just this last episode that aired our winter finale, we got to do uh, one of the most ambitious, ambitious shots we've ever taken on. Um, we did this really long one through this entire uh, like 30 car pileup on a highway and uh, it was about me kind of finding my girlfriend at the end of that and on paper I think it was like 11 pages or something like that because wow. it was all split up and you were trying to kind of see you know everybody doing their own thing it was really it was about kind of seeing what an all call really looks like where it's like everyone is rushing out there and they're all kind of attacking whatever they can attack. And Reza, to his credit, our director, Reza Tabrizi, he came in and he was like, I want to try something. And he, Reza's always the one that's kind of pushing the envelope with what we can do. Cause he's just such a, he's just the guy's a genius and he's got so many ideas. Um, and we've finally gotten a steady cam uh, back onto our set. Uh, we haven't had one in quite some time. And we're using it more often. And it was just, I mean, an unbelievable learning experience and so exciting to do as a performer because you have to think on so many different levels. You know, you're thinking about the moment uh, and, who, and who you're interacting with and what the trajectory of the scene is trying to say. And then you also have to think about, okay, well, I got to pause for three seconds here because he's about to turn the corner over here and they're going to want to catch my face on this particular line and I got to do this turn and... So it was just really uh, a really exciting, uh, different pace to take on, and I, you know, and I, I hope we get to do more of it. Uh, it's I, I've, it's really made me fall in love with Steadicam work. Yeah. Where do you where do you hope your character goes from here? Gosh, you know what? I don't know. You know, um, I think he's finally kind of found somebody that a America seems to have fallen in love with. Chloe has kind of become. Uh, I guess Crowey is the ship name that they've decided for us. Um, but uh, she's wonderful, and working with Kristen Gutowski is fantastic. Uh, and she's busy working all sorts of places. So hopefully we'll be able to steal her back every once in a while. Um, but, you know, I think the only way up from here is either, either advancement um, as a firefighter, so either moving into uh, trying to become a lieutenant or... Um, or, 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 you know, run his own rig, uh, or the other side of that, which is family life, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, I think we haven't seen a lot of a successful young couple, um, trying to kind of navigate, uh, parenthood. I think we saw a little bit of that struggle, uh, uh try to happen with Dawson, but we haven't just kind of seen a, a simple, uh, kind of, you know, which I think would be fun. I think that there'd be a lot of mileage and crews trying to handle fatherhood. Uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe something like that. Yeah. What is a, what's a one fun fact about you that you want the fans to know? Oh gosh. Uh, you threw me for a loop there, brother. I, I, one fact, uh, about me that I would like people to know. Um, uh, God, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, you know, I mean, anything. I recently bought a Peloton, and I'm really insanely obsessed with it. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind right now. But, I mean, in general, um, I'm a Colombian, uh, Dominican, New Yorican who got lucky uh, 
enough to be cast on a show that has somehow managed to last over 150 episodes and then and recognize just how insanely grateful I am for the opportunity. It's not, uh, and it's not just I, luck, my man. You, you gotta be, you gotta have talent too. You got talent too. I appreciate that brother. And I, I'll take that, uh, uh, you know, but it's a, but there's a lot of talent out there in this world, especially in our field. Uh, and there's a million other guys out there who will be chomping at the bit. So I'm happy to have the place. Uh, and, uh, and I'm happy to be able to tell the stories. Uh, and I love the guy that I play. Um, so, Thank you for letting me continue to do it and uh, keep watching. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about the, the charities that you support. Uh, well, you know, I, right now I think the most prominent one that I can tell you about is uh, Shriners Hospitals for Kids, uh, who um, is doing a Be Burn Aware campaign, uh, which is basically about uh, fire safety awareness uh, over the holiday season. Um, they're uh, someone that I love working with on the holidays one because uh it's they're all about kids and i've been to their hospitals and the work that they do with uh i mean some of the rarest cancers that you see kids go through is unbelievable and the atmosphere that they create for those kids is beyond exceptional um and it really does feel like a home and those kids are just they they really look like they're still um enjoying their childhood as much as possible uh and i think that's amazing um and during the holiday season they really try to get out there, uh, especially since they work with so many burn uh, patients, um, to kind of get people aware of fire safety and make sure that you know they're doing the same the the small things to make sure that their house is safe during the holiday season, uh, like checking your Christmas lights and making sure that you water your tree daily and not uh, leaving any candles on when you leave a room. Like they're simple things, but they go a long way. And uh, as somebody who's working close with, closely with firefighters, I can tell you how many of these moments that are so unfortunate and can be so deadly uh, are just the event of I left on a candle um, yeah. or uh, my Christmas tree just sparked into flames. Um, so, you know, and beyond that, I, I do my best to work with uh, organizations that are a part uh, of working with families of uh, first responders, like the 100 Club of Chicago here. I think that they're super important and their their main goal is to kind of help the families of those that have fallen in the line of service to uh, the public, which I think, you know, what, what a better way to give back uh, as a member of the public than to help the families that have lost those that have died in service to that public. Um, and then I, uh, unfortunately recently lost my mother to a battle with cancer. Uh, so, and cancer has always been, uh, no, thank you. Um, it, but it's just rampant. I mean, there's so many kinds, um, and it's just like, it's, it's everywhere you look now, I feel like, uh, and, um, so I try to do what I can. I do cycle for survival every year. Um, and I try to get involved with anywhere and any time that I can do what I can uh, with breast cancer awareness. And I like working with anti-bullying. I mean, I do what I can, brother. You know, yeah. you gotta, I've been, I've, uh, I got a modicum of, of a voice that I can use to kind of try and spread some good. So I'm going to do the best I can with it. We have to be positive in these days. It's the only way. The only way. Uh, lastly, Joe, uh, how can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, you can look for me on Instagram uh, at Joe Minoso. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter 
at the Mino Show. That's D A M I N O S H O W, trademarked. Uh, and uh, that that's pretty much it. Those are my two kind of things. I'm not really on Facebook, um, so definitely come look for me on either Instagram or Twitter. All right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners before we end this? Uh, gosh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, happy holidays to all out there. Happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, Festivus for the rest of us. And thank you um, for giving me the opportunity to kind of just get my voice out there a little bit. Uh, thank you, Joe. This was fun. Likewise, my friend. All right. we